Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Here's your market wrap with me, Ryan Huang, taking a look at Wall Street green on the screen. So stocks higher as Wall Street braces for quarterly reports later this week from some of the biggest companies in the world. And we are seeing the Dow Jones Industrial Average up around 70 points or 0.2% to 34,585. That is its closing level, for the highest closing level so far this year. And the S&P 500 climbed 0.4%, finishing at 4,523. And the NASDAQ Composite was up 0.9% to 14,245. Among the top movers, we have the likes of Activision Blizzard rising after Microsoft and UK regulators said they held productive talks needed to clear the company's $69 billion deal. Ford Motor was down after cutting the price on its electric version of its F-150 truck. For more insights, we're joined by Ryan Dietrich. He is the Chief Market Strategist at Carson Group. Good morning, Ryan. How are you doing today? Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Appreciate it. I say good morning, but you're speaking to us from North Carolina. So um, thanks for joining us on the show, Ryan. Let's get into the latest market action. And we are seeing the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq closing at 15-month highs in the latest session. The Dow is on a six-day winning streak. So what's your takeaways from the latest session so far? Yeah, I mean, more of the same. You know, I mean, the one thing I think is fascinating to us is how many people six, seven months ago coming into this year were talking about the near certainty that we were going to have a recession here in the United States. We didn't believe that in the Carson Investment Research team. We thought the consumer was still strong. We saw housing likely bottoming, manufacturing bottoming, and a lot of these things are playing out. Like you just mentioned, you know, I mean, this is the best start to a year as of the first six months for for the um, the Nasdaq in like forty years. Best first six months for the Nasdaq one hundred. Think the largest tech companies ever. One of the best starts for the S and P five hundred. Um, and again, it's a realization that there's no recession coming. I mean, you just you just mentioned Janet Yellen. She gave some comments that somewhat backed that up as well. And and I think it's just markets coming to grips with that reality. And again, the truth is the S&P, I think as of the day today, like 5% from all-time high. It's not there, but it's very close, right? And the realization that we're probably going to hit all-time highs eventually on the S&P here in the United States. And again, that's that's a good thing. And it's because we've avoided the recession. <laughs> yeah. A couple of ideas here to unpack. So no recession, at least according to Janet Yellen. And she says companies or countries that depend on strong Chinese growth, particularly won't be too impacted. They might see some negative spillovers for the United States, but not to the extent that they will get a recession. And you pointed out a few things. One is the strong labor market in the U.S. How strong is it for you right now? Yeah, it's been um, incredibly strong. I think it was 15, 14 months in a row the monthly jobs number that we get in the United States on the first Friday of the month came in better than what the economists expected. Just this past week, it did come in a little bit lower. So, But the, the truth, again, we made almost 5 million jobs in the United States last year. That's the most ever. Hmm. So far this year, we've made 1.7 million jobs, which is a lot of jobs, right, for just halfway point. So, again, if you think about consumers, right, if they have their job, they're creating jobs, and people are employed, and people are confident with their jobs, that means they're going to go out there and, and spend. And, and we've had some really good 
housing data here in the United States as well with housing starts and, and, and um, you know, things like that as permits. Also, bottom line, leading economic indicators that, again, are suggesting things are strong. You wouldn't go out and buy a house or build a new house if you truly were worried about this big recession that the media, at least in the United States here, keep telling us is coming. But we're not so sure about that, and the data would suggest otherwise. Yeah, talking about data, so we have inflation last week, moderating to some extent, mm. and Janet Yen says the U.S. is on a good path to bring down inflation without a major weakening in the labor market. So looking at what we have right now, what expectations for what the Fed will be doing? Are we just seeing at least or at most one rate hike and that's it, one and done? Yeah, we, we're not so sure the Fed needs to do a rate hike. That doesn't mean they're not. We think it's one more rate hike next week, and then they're probably done. Because you mentioned inflation. I mean, you know, we had over 9% um, inflation in the United States this time a year ago. Now it's 3%. If you would have said that happened, the Fed would have probably assumed unemployment would have gone up a good deal. That's mm-hmm. just usually how these things work. But we haven't. And unemployment is still historically low here. Um, initial weekly jobless claims are still very low. Bottom line, that's not kind of what the Fed expected. Um, you know, so it is what it is. But, I mean, we've seen inflation come back significantly. I mean, PPI, keep this simple, the producer level of inflation is actually lower now than it was pre-COVID, right? That came all, that's a round trip all the way back, which is which is pretty amazing. Um, but, again, it's what we're seeing. And, again, likely one more rate hike. The reason the Fed still wants to hike rates, wage growth is still a little bit frothy. Um, but, but, again, you know, I think one more rate hike and most of the other signs of inflation, inflation is really something that's in the in the rearview mirror, fortunately, and we don't anticipate it being a major um, major issue. The Fed hiked rates aggressively here, the most in 40 years, and, and now inflation's come back, and that's kind of why they did that, to um, to to kind of slow inflation down. Unfortunately, the economy stayed much stronger than just about everybody expected it to. Right, maybe one rate hike, or none at all next week. All right, mm-hmm. we are in conversation with Ryan Dietrich. He's the chief market strategist for Carson Group. Now, Ryan, we mentioned perhaps no recession, but how much of a slowdown are you expecting, at least looking at the earnings season? Uh, looking at consensus, we are seeing yeah. the S&P 500 firms likely to post a 9% drop in profits in the second quarter. What are you looking out for when it comes to earnings season? We've been hearing how costs have been going up. Yeah, I mean, costs have been going up, but let's just talk about earnings season here. So this will likely be the third consecutive quarter of negative year-over-year earnings growth for the S&P 500. So that's called an earnings recession, right? But again, what the market's looking for, we know that's not going to be that great, but, we, but we're going to start to see some pretty explosive earnings growth later this year by the time you get to the fourth quarter and out into next year, earnings should be really strong. So as usual, what we see here with Wall Street and analysts, the earnings come in a little bit better than expected. Will we be down 9% when all is said and done? We'd think no. We'll probably be more down like 3 or 4%, kind of beat the lowered expectations. But what do companies have to say about the future? And, again, we, we're, we're optimistic that, um, that they're going to have some po- relatively positive things to say about the uh, U.S. consumer and about the future and maybe uh, you know, kind of increase some guidance into the future. So it's, um, it, it's this interesting concept because earnings are bottoming here, starting to trough and go higher. Um, but it's not perfect yet, but again, likely some good news. And final, put a bow on this. We all remember NVIDIA's really explosive earnings mm. and technology had a really, really impressive um, earnings, earnings season. So tech's a big part of it, but we wouldn't be shocked at all if things like industrials and materials, financial, some of the cyclical areas with an economy that's maybe going to avoid a recession do a little bit better relative to expectations when all is said and done. Yeah, Ryan, you mentioned a couple of sectors, and we had a pretty strong first half tech especially the Nasdaq was up at least 30%. Yeah. So looking at how things have played out, are you 
repositioning yourselves away from perhaps tech into other areas. How are you looking mm-hmm. at the rest of the year right now? Yeah, great question there. So we did come into this year overweight equities with the, the, the money that we run for our advisors at the Carson Investment Research Team here. We're one of the few places overweight equities. Where we are right now, we do think the opportunity. Tech did amazing. Communications did amazing the first half of this year. We think broadening out is one of the big themes that we're going to see. What I mean by that, we think small caps, mid caps, are going to have a really good second half of the year. I kind of already mentioned industrials and energy and materials and financials. It was more cyclical areas. The lifeblood of a bull market is that passing of a ton around. Well, hey, tech communication is amazing. We think things are going to be pretty good for other groups. And put a, um, you know, to kind of wrap this up here, in the month of June, we had a really strong jobs number, early June, realization, no recession coming. We saw broad-based strength from a lot of different groups in June. And so far in July, that's carried over. So, again, we just released our mid-year outlook literally last week. And we, again, think that the broadening out of this bull market is likely next in tech communications. They can do okay. But there just might be more opportunity in cyclicals and small cap and mid cap are the areas we think will do better the rest of this year. All right, Ryan, just to wrap things up, what sort of advice would you, you know, give for investors to chew on as they go about looking at their investments? What sort of um, advice do you think is going to be useful as they look for opportunities for the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, just the truth, we'll kind of put what we talked about, right? The likelihood there's no recession coming, but that doesn't mean you can't have stocks can't go up and down, right? I mean, we've had an incredible rally here. So there could be some seasonal weakness you see in August and September, perfectly normal after a great start to the year. So use that as an opportunity, kind of plan ahead. If there's a 5 to 8% overall correction, what will you do about that? And that's kind of the things we're talking about because we would actively use that as an opportunity to add to equity risk as we remain overweight equities relative to fixed income bonds the rest of this year and we think stocks will still be higher when all is said and done when the year finishes up all right get your plan in place and a shopping list for opportunities we've been in conversation with ryan dietrich he's the chief market strategist at carson group ryan it's been great chatting with you absolutely Dad. like you said morning time to you is dinner time for me i'm gonna get some food so thank you <laughs> appreciate it before acting on the information on money fm please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial situation and risk tolerance To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.